0: Heard someone complain? Maybe you've had a friend or maybe someone in your family who just complains about things. Like maybe they complain about the weather. When it's cold, they say, Man, this weather is so cold. I don't like this weather. And they just feel all complaining about that. Or maybe when it's too hot, then they say, I'm so hot. I wish the weather was this way. I'm so tired of this. And they just complain. Or maybe someone has given you a certain type of food and you complain because you don't like it. And you say, I don't like this kind of food. Why do I have to eat this? I don't like this at all. This isn't nice. Hmm. Did you know there is a verse in the Bible that talks about arguing and complaining? Yes, there is. And it's found in Philippians 2.14. It says, do all things without murmurings and disputings. Philippians 2.14. Now, Philippians is in the New Testament again, and it's found in chapter 2, verse 14. And we know that the Bible is God's true word. We've already learned about that a while ago, that the Bible is God's true word. And God says that his words shall never pass away. So our memory verse today is found in Philippians 2.14. Philippians is one of the books in the New Testament. It's right after the book of Ephesians. And it says, our memory verse, do all things without murmurings and disputings. Philippians 2:14. Well, it says do all things. So this is a command from God. He's telling you how to do anything in your life. There are some things you will like to do and some things that you won't want to do. But God says all things should be done in a certain way. So the rest of the verse says without murmurings and disputings. Well, that means murmuring is to complain and to dispute is to argue. God wants you to do all things without murmuring or complaining and without disputing or arguing. God doesn't want you to complain or to argue about things. He wants you to be satisfied with the life that he has given you you don't need to complain you don't need to argue about anything in your life so our verse is philippians 2:14 do all things without murmurings and disputings philippians 2:14 god wants you to do everything without murmuring that means complaining and without disputing and that means arguing god wants you to do things with a good attitude He doesn't want you to do things with a negative and a bad attitude. He wants you to do it with a good attitude, by not complaining and not arguing about whatever you get to do in your life. And if you have believed on the Lord Jesus, and you've asked him to give you everlasting life, then this verse, Philippians 2.14, is a command for you. Are you content with what God has given you? Or do you complain? Do you argue? Do you murmur and dispute? Hmm. Sometimes it's not always easy to do things with a good attitude, but you can ask God to help you be content. But you can only truly be content if you believe on Jesus for everlasting life. He died. He came back to life so you could be free from your sin and so you could live forever with him in heaven someday. Will you believe on Jesus today? You can do that. We'll be talking about it a bit later on today. So our memory verse is Philippians 2:14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Philippians 2:14. God wants you to do things with a good attitude. Not to complain, not to argue, but to do things with a nice attitude, a good attitude. God doesn't want you to complain and argue about anything. Philippians 2.14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Philippians 2.14. ever heard words like this? Why can't I have it? Everybody else has one. Or maybe you've heard, I hate sharing a room with someone else. I want my own room. Or maybe you've heard somebody say, Why do I have to be the shortest one in my class? Everyone else is taller than me. Do words like that ever come out of your mouth? Some of us are quick to complain when things don't go like we think they should. But the people of Israel, the Israelites, They had just seen God do an amazing thing to bring them out of slavery in Egypt. They saw God part the waters of the Red Sea. Now, surely they would follow God without complaining, right? Because they've seen God work already in wonderful ways. Do you think they would continue without complaining? Well, let's find out today. Now, They were so excited. They had been delivered from Pharaoh's army and they had a happy celebration. And they had been traveling for three days and their water supply was gone. The children must have cried because they were thirsty. The adults were hot. They were tired. They were thirsty. And their throats ached for water because all of their water supply was gone. Remember, they kept traveling. So it wasn't like they were in one place where they could dig a well because they were continuing to travel toward the promised land. Maybe they thought, did God lead us out of Egypt just so we could die in the desert? Well, finally, the Israelites reached to a place called Mara, and they saw there was water. They must have come up to the water, and they must have come and, and gotten some to drink. But then they tasted it, and you know what? It was bitter. The water was bitter there. Oh, they couldn't drink that. To have all the water they needed was right there, but they couldn't drink it because it was bitter. Do you think they asked God to help them? No. You know what they did? They complained. They complained to Moses. They blamed him for this problem. God has shown his mighty power to care for them. But you know what? They still didn't trust him. And instead of being content with his care, they complained. Do you ever complain? instead of being content with God's care for you? Do you show others that you are unhappy with what God has given you or what he's doing in your life? Maybe you complain because your parents don't give you things that you think you should have. Or maybe you complain about your home because you think it's too small or it's not as nice as somebody else's house. Maybe you complain about how you look. Maybe you want to be taller Or maybe you want your hair to be a different color. Or maybe you don't like the clothes that you have. No one likes to be around someone who complains a lot. Complaining does not please God. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, be content with what God has given you. And when you complain, you're really saying that God doesn't know how to take care of you. Or he doesn't know how to meet your needs. It shows you're not trusting God. When you complain, you're not trusting God. And our memory verse for today, Philippians 2.14, it says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Philippians 2.14. That's right. All things. God says to do all things without complaining. He wants you to be content with his care for you. He doesn't want you to complain. But the Israelites, were they content with God's care for them? Nope. They were complaining. They blamed Moses for their problem, having this bitter water at this place called Marah. And Moses, what did he do? He prayed. He asked God to help. And God showed Moses a special tree, and God told him to throw that into the water. And when Moses obeyed, do you know what happened? The water suddenly became pure enough to drink. Now, there was nothing magical or very special about that tree. But God used it to show his power in caring for his people. God did a miracle. God told the Israelites that if they trusted and obeyed him, he would keep them safe. He would keep them healthy. And he also warned them that if they refused to trust him and they did not obey him, there would be a punishment. So the Israelites moved on from Marah and they went to a place called Elam. And there they found 12 wells of water. And they found lots of shady palm trees. Could you imagine having that nice shade in the desert? So they rested there at Elam for some time before they continued on their journey. Well, the next stop in their journey was a wilderness place. And in that place, they were tired. They were hungry because there was no food to eat. Could you imagine maybe the children were complaining to their parents that they were so hungry? Again, the people blamed Moses and his brother Aaron for this problem. They said it would have been better for us to stay in Egypt. At least we had all the food we wanted there. But now you've brought us out here to starve to death. Do you remember how difficult it was for the people in Egypt? But it seems like the Israelites had forgotten about that. Even what God did for them at Marah, when God made the water pure instead of bitter. It seems like they had even forgotten about that too. God told Moses that he would provide for these people who complained. Moses gave them God's instructions. And Moses told them, This evening you will know that God is the one who brought you out of Egypt. And tomorrow you will see how great God is. Even though you've complained to me, you're really speaking against God. So God told Moses that each evening God would provide meat for them. And every morning he would give them a food called manna. But God told the Israelites that they are not to save any for the next day. So every morning when God gave them this food called manna, they could not take it for two days. They had to just take what they needed for that day. But God did tell them that on day number six, they had to collect twice as much enough for two days, because they were to rest on the seventh day. God says he was going to test the people to see if they would trust him and obey him. God wanted them to be content in knowing he would provide for them, so they didn't need to complain about what they didn't have. Now, if you know Jesus as your Savior, be content with what God has given you. Don't complain. And being content, that means to be satisfied, to be quietly satisfied with what God provides for you and to accept His care with a thankful heart. You see, contentment shows that you trust God. God wants you to be content with His care and His provision or His providing for you. God wants you not to complain. When you are tempted to complain, maybe about your parents or about your home or maybe how you look or anything else, remember, God has already cared for you. And you can tell God thank you. And you can ask God to help you be content. The Bible says, be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Yes, God wants you to be content with such things as you have. For God has said, I will never leave thee. Thee is a word for you. God will not leave you. He will not turn his back on you. That's what forsake is. God says that if you have believed in him, he will not leave you. He is there for you. And people who believe in Jesus are called Christians. And as a Christian, you have Jesus with you all the time. He has promised to meet every need that you have. And when you choose to accept God's care, with a thankful heart instead of complaining. Others, they will probably notice, and they'll want to know how you are able to be content. And you might get to share with them about God and what he has done for you. And, more importantly, God will see that you are content, and he will be pleased. He will be pleased by your attitude. God wants you to be content, not to complain. And God wanted the Israelites to be content. He didn't want them to complain. God told them he would provide all the meat and all the bread that they could eat. And that evening, just as God promised, the air was filled with thousands of quail. And quail are a type of bird. And the people would get the birds and then would cook them. And God provided meat for the people to eat. There was more than enough for everyone. Now in the morning, something very strange was there. The ground was covered with this, with this thing, and they didn't quite know what it is. And they asked Moses, what is this? And Moses said, this is what God has given to you to eat. They called it manna. It was a type of bread, and it was like small round biscuits, and it tasted sweet like honey. The Israelites had never seen anything like it. The Bible calls it bread from heaven and angels food, and the Israelites called it manna now the people gathered the manna or that bread just as god told them they just gathered enough for that one day but some people they didn't listen they gathered more than they were supposed to and the next day they found they had leftover manna but was it still good no it was terrible it was rotten there were worms crawling in it god didn't want them to gather food in advance He wanted them to trust him each and every day for providing for their needs. The bread from heaven that God gave was not only good tasting, but it was good for them. And that bread gave them physical life. And many years later, God's son, the Lord Jesus, spoke about this event. What happened when God gave the Israelites manna? Jesus said that he was the true bread of heaven that gives eternal life. The manna gave physical life because it provided food for them to eat. But Jesus is the true bread of heaven. He doesn't give physical life only. He gives eternal life. And eternal life is life forever in heaven. You can have eternal life by believing in Jesus as your savior. That's the only way to have eternal life. Like everyone else in the world, You were born with a desire to sin. And the Bible says, for all have sinned. There's many different ways people sin, right? Stealing, cursing, lying, all kinds of ways. Now, God, he is sinless. He is holy and he has to punish sin. Because you've broken God's laws, you deserve punishment for your sin. And that punishment, I'm pretty sure you know what it is. If you've been listening for a while, you know, because I've told you many times that the punishment for sin is to be separated from God forever in a place of pain and sadness. But God, he created you. He loves you. He made a way for your sin to be forgiven. And the Bible says, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Commendeth means shows. God shows his love to you. In that while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. Christ is a name for Jesus. God loves you so much that he was willing to punish his own begotten son, the, the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus died in your place and he was nailed to a cross. He bled and died to pay for your sin. And after he died for you, he was buried. And on the third day, he became alive again. He was seen by many people, and today he's alive in heaven. And you can believe on him. You can have your sins forgiven. You can have eternal life. Jesus is the true bread of heaven. He gives eternal life. And the bread from heaven that God gave the Israelites, the manna, it gave them physical life. And every day they had that manna. They didn't have to worry where they would find food to eat. Now, those who followed God's instructions, they could be content because of what God gave them. And Moses, he set aside some of the manna in a special container as God instructed him. And that manna there in that container, it would be a reminder to future generations of God's care for his people. Every day for the next 40 years, God provided manna for them to eat. God wanted the Israelites to learn to trust and obey Him and to be content with what He gave them. Now, if you know Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to be content. And when you're content, it will show that you trust God to take care of you and to meet your needs. Remember what our memory verse said from today? Philippians 2.14 Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Philippians 2.14 Murmurings means complaining. Complaining. And disputings means arguing. When you're tempted to complain or argue, think about what God has done for you, how he's cared for you, and tell God thank you for caring for you. You can ask God to help you be content. And that means to quietly accept his care and his provision or his providing for you. You can ask God to help you be thankful for what he has done in your life. And you don't need to complain. And when you are content, you can be an encouragement to other people so that they can remember how God has cared for them too. So remember to be content and remember that God has cared for you. And the greatest way God has shown his care for you is by sending his own begotten son, Jesus, to die for your sin. True contentment only comes from believing on Jesus as your Savior. Jesus even said, he that believeth on me, hath everlasting life. Now to believe on Jesus means you trust completely in him. He's the only way that your sin can be forgiven. And when you trust completely or believe in him, he will forgive you. He'll change you on the inside so you can live for him. He'll also give you that everlasting life. And if you've never believed on Jesus, then you can do that today. You can tell him something like this if you want to make that decision to truly believe in Jesus. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please give me everlasting life and change me on the inside to live your way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you mean that when you say it, then he will give you everlasting life. That is the most wonderful and most important decision you could ever make in your life is to trust Jesus as your Savior, to believe in him, and to ask him to give you that everlasting life to change you on the inside so you can start to live God's way instead of your own way. If you would like to read about this lesson that I just shared with you, then you can find it in the Bible in Exodus 15 verse 22 all the way to Exodus 16 verse 36. So again, that's Exodus 15 starting in verse 22 all the way to Exodus chapter 16 verse 36. Well, that's all for this time. I'll be here next time. Bye.